Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. And I'm Chris Madison. Back again, second week in a row. We're on a roll this time. Did you get up too much last night? Two bottles of wine and I watched a really good film that promised very little but delivered. It was called uh, Red. Bruce Willis, Helen Mirren, various big names in it, surprisingly. So, like a low-budget spy flick thing. Mm. But it was good. Good laugh, really. Yeah, so that's what I did. And then um, I may or may not have watched half of American Pie The Reunion. I can't remember because I woke up in a chair with a stiff neck. So uh, there we are. I quite like that. I quite like that, that American Pie Reunion. I went to see that in the, in the cinema. It depresses me because it reminds me of uh, Agricultural College and where we are now. So it... Well, like the it's, original it's American funny, Pie. All of it. All of it. And aye. especially that reunion bit, because they're kind of going through what, you know, what all uh, all my mates are going through. We're all married and miserable and, you know, mortgage <laughs> and all the rest of it. And we just want to go out and rip it up a bit. But even if we could, we can't, can we, at the minute? So it's even more depressing. So you probably want a good choice of a film. No, but... It's it, falling asleep, pissed in a chair. I wouldn't, with a I, wouldn't, cat. I wouldn't have thought of the outset that American an American Pie film would have made you depressed, but there you go. I watched... Um, well, I was down at my parents because we're in the, the, the social bubble, you know, I can, because I live alone, I can go and visit them, so um, I'm allowed in their yeah. house. Thank you, government. So we, <laughs> um, we've been watching, we watched uh, The Holy Grail a couple of weeks ago, and then The Life of Brian, and we had Young Frankenstein, the Mel Brooks film, on. Um, we had that with um, Gene Wilder and Marty Feldman in it, so that was, that was funny, although I did accidentally kind of fall asleep in the midst of it somehow. Uh. We've made it through January. Congratulations, everybody. Give yourself a pat on the back. We've made it. Yeah. Uh, well, to this week, right. did you see? Did you happen to see that I've now got a full collection of trucking drivers? I picked them up on Friday. Hi. Hi. I couldn't believe you, people have to throw magazines out over the years, uh, unfortunately. Even normal magazines and not the ones that get dumped in hedges because they just Aye. take up so much space. Because I took my Omega State, which is a big car, and the magazines, the guy who brought them, Stephen, it's his father who'd passed away, and he kindly donated the magazines to us, but yeah. he'd come up in like a, a Suzuki something or another, and he said that it was slowing down quite a lot in the hills, and I'm not surprised, because it must have been about half a ton of magazines. I've had a lot of fun looking through looking through them and uh, scanning right. some things in. I put the Eaton Twin Splitter advert on, uh, which always, and then you yeah. put on a bit eating twin right. splitters, always gets um, a good reaction. You know, everybody's like, best gearbox in the world. I would have one of them again tomorrow. Nobody ever seemed to mm. have bought, these days, nobody seems to exist that ever had bothered with an eating twin splitter. Everybody's an expert yeah. on them. Yeah. Because if, well, if you want to go, if you want to go running around south at River on South Circular, Doing builders, merchants, and ducking and diving with an eaten twin splitter, you're welcome to it. Crack on. Yeah, Bollocks f- to that. <laughs> Motorway it. box, lovely, but sod that. Yeah, hey, f- we're all better now a day. We had all sorts of things that we don't have these days. Mm. Mm. I'm Rickets. The bloody, I've, yeah. not got, I've not got my new copy of Trucking Driver, unfortunately. Have you got yours? Ditto. No, no, but no, bloody! I think the, I think the distribution service is up to their old tricks. Although I do know, I do know that certain parts of the post office are struggling at the moment because they've got so many people self isolating. But it looks like they've been slow with it. Mm. The joy of six is yet to, uh-huh. yet to land, which is a bit, a bit, a bit annoying. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, well, Andrew Thorpe must have got a copy of it because he texted me to say that I've cut him in half. 
So it must have been the picture of him yeah. with, his, with his ERF in the magazine. <clears throat> he stood with with his dog and this, and I think the the page must have gone right through the middle of him. <laughs> Oops, sorry, I'll, Andrew. I'll send you some. I'll send you some WhatsApp messages about that later on. I forgot to send it. I'll send <laughs> you typically thorpy messages about that. But, it's funny. I could yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell on screen at the time um, because I didn't know what it was going to fold in the middle. I suppose it's not very often that I've got somebody stood in the middle of a picture, so I never considered it. So sorry. Uh, Rest of the feature looks good though. I'm sure. <laughs> I'll take I'll take your word for it. Well, hopefully the magazines are all going to arrive by the time this is broadcast. Everybody will have their copy. I need to I need to crack on next week because I've got a fair amount to write for the magazine. Are you? Are you sending me anything for Team Truck and Driver this month? What was that? Do you want something? What was that noise? That was my phone updating. What was it? Sounded like you'd done quite a, an odd sounding fart. No, <laughs> on Messenger. It, there there it you go that. again, I. Yeah, I've got quite. A, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind something. I. I've dedicated eight pages to Team Truck and Driver this month. Um, you can have a couple. I'll back you some shite up tonight. Uh, I've got. Well, I've right. got. A, I've I've not got I've got to the point where I was trying to hold back with sending people to do photo shoots in January because A it's not the best time of year to be doing it and B the coronavirus restrictions, but I've just been handing out jobs uh to photographers and things. So I'm I'm on the hunt for content again. If you've got any if listeners have nice new lorries around and you want to be in the magazine, provided you're not up in front of the traffic commissioner eminently, you know, please do get in touch and we'll go and sort something out. <laughs> Been there, done that. I've been burning through the the material at quite quite a rate because I need to write up a guide because I'm doing the series on Euro 6 trucks, like what you can buy sort of entry level from all seven manufacturers. And I'm kicking that off with the the Stralis. And then the next one I want to do after that is the Volvo FH. When was the last time you drove a Volvo FH and what model was it? Version 1, flat roof. X Reg, I think, and I was going to Heathrow on a Friday night. I was asking Brian doing me HND AG, and I did some work on a Friday night doing Heathrow flyer with air freight from Leeds, Bradford, down and back. That'd be all right. Bloody awful. The, the lorry was awful. Bloody awful night. No, the lorry was just what say it the... was, but that job was awful. Oh. Now, what did it entail? Straight down, a... and, straight down and five drops around Heathrow and Slough and what have you, then straight back up, obviously. Oh. And we didn't have any substances. And you didn't have Costa in those days. Hey. We had Pete Tong on way down and some ball sack called Westwood on way back to listen to on radio. Oh, yeah, I felt gangster, like driving it off a viaduct. The gangster rap guy, I wonder what he's up to these days, yeah. They'd be working in B&Q somewhere, probably in Reading. Maybe. Let's go and find out. They had some crap DJs that came and went in radio one. if you think back. Yeah. Like Lisa Ianson, she was shocking. She came and went. I um, I never really listened to Radio One that much. Did I? I used to love Mark and Lard. They were brilliant. Aye. But they, they were on in they the were afternoon. They were fantastic. Biggity, biggity, bomb. Moved them to breakfast show. It was crap. And then they, you know, back to afternoons. They used uh, to be milking cows when they were on. So. Uh, they were they were by far and away the best thing because they used to do uh, Fat Harry White as well. And yeah. I don't know how they got away with that. Mm, baby. Yeah. I don't know how they got <coughs> away with that on daytime radio programming anyway. <laughs> Lads Animal Hospital. Remember that one? No, I don't remember that one. Oh, I found a barn owl yesterday, Mark. Poor thing. It got an, it got an eye missing in a pooey bottom. <laughs> oh, what did you do with it, Mark? I put it in the cupboard with the osprey. Oh, they'll be all right in there. Won't they? Yeah, they seem to be getting on all right. I just don't know what they were on. They were just rattling on alarmingly. And they were 
at ponding. Remember sheepdog trials with frogs? Right. No, I don't remember that. Toff Cruddle. <laughs> it was like one man and his dog, but it was one man and his frog, and it was ah, great. And now we have to listen to Jeremy Vine and Zoe Ball. For God's sake. Oh no, no, we can't, we can't be having, can't be having that. I don't listen to radio that much. I listen to in the main podcast. That's what I, I go through. I've got um, BMX Babylon on at the moment, which is all about eighties films and and things, and working my way through that. Um, the Quickly Kevin one because they're they're going through. I've had to pay for that because it's on Patreon. Um, so they're reviewing Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce's. Uh, football uh, crime novels that he wrote back around about 2000 which is very funny the news would just wind wind me up before we get on to the news I where was I? Volvo FHs yeah. if anybody's got any feedback on if you're running a Volvo FH 460 or a 500 um, be interested to hear how you get on with them, what your fuel economy is like any real world experiences with them, how have you, how have you got on because there's an enormous variety of these available sort of uh, second hand now that have come onto the market and they seem to be pretty good value for money um for like a premium a premium product they seem to be, they don't they don't um hold their value as much as these s s series scanners are at the moment so i would be interested yeah. to hear some more i enjoyed when did i drive a 500 i drove one at pollux not long after they came out and Pollux at the time had like 440 MANs and 450 Actrosses. So this 500 thing was like a rocket. What a difference in performance it was compared to anything else. But like 500's your kind of standard power output now for for your fleets and, and everything. It's less it's less likely that you'll encounter a, a 460 sort of power truck. But anyway, enough on that. Mm. Where were we? We were slagging off Tim Westwood, weren't we? Aye. He's got 384,000 followers on Twitter, apparently. Well, you best be nice then, because we don't want him to pop around and pop a cap in your ass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, in it. <laughs> yeah, proper bow in it, mate. <laughs> How was work this week? Crap. What was that? Crap oh. and boring. Yeah, early starts, salty days, filth. Usual M180, blah blah blah. Yeah, had a good week, I suppose, in terms of earnings, really, for this time of year. We've not had any bother with customs this week, it seemed to shield me from that because they know the sort of epic meltdown there'll be if I've got to sit for five hours with a trailer. So they yeah. seem to just plan properly. It's just, I don't know, I don't know whether it's winter or whether it's just it's a combination I'm of bored everything. or what, I'm just sick of it. The, so. the, the, every single person is feeling the effects of mm. the, the, the the ongoing coronavirus stuff from the last. Well, it's getting on for it's getting on for a year now, and I think mm. like everybody is affected it, but it's, uh, in some way. And then you factor in on top of that, it's cold and dark in winter in January. It's uh, aye, everybody's mm. feeling a bit. Uh, it's uh, tiresome, but my dad's going for his vaccine next week. Which is good. They've moved it. They've they've changed where he was going to go and get it. He was originally going to have to go all the way in Edinburgh to get it, but now they've changed it to just uh, down the road at Bathgate, which is really good. So Aye. pleased pleased about that for for him. Uh, Peter Davies, our contributor, he's had his first vaccine, which I'm delighted about as well. So mm. it looks like it's it's rolling out and moving on a bit. Done ten. I think got to about ten million today. Good. 
Did you see? Uh, yeah. There was all that stuff in the, the news. Mr. Macron in France must be on a bit of a... His coat must be on a sugarly peg, as we say in Scotland. Because he's... <laughs> Uh-huh. He was doing he was doing this like Donald Trump style fake news about the vaccine without getting like majorly political or anything. But he was saying that the, the AstraZeneca vaccine didn't even he was insinuating it didn't even work properly in people over the age of sixty. Yeah. He was just being a horrid little yeah. uh, rat bag. It and doesn't this is, work. This is gonna but we're going to shut face. the borders with Ireland and we're going to stop exports into UK and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Uh-huh. But we don't want it because it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, for the first time through all of this with Brexit and everything like that, I actually, I actually felt, and I'm sure a lot of people probably felt the same. I was like, I was actually like, good. I'm glad. I I feel good for for Britain not being part of the part of the yeah. EU. I'm sure Ireland yeah. felt they were very important members of of the EU yeah. until like that Article 16 thing was in, invoked. Dearie, dearie well, me. That you know that team of dicks were going to really undermine everything to do with Good Friday Agreement. It was amazing Friday, until Barnier stepped in and stopped it. I know Barnier you know, of all people. Are. I know he told them to just wind the bloody necks in Friday afternoon, and you know that's it. Stop this, because what do they look like at world stage? They look like exactly what Brexiteers told everybody else they were. Mm. So they've just acted true to type. So I'm wearing a John Bull top hat at the moment and waving a flag. Exactly, exactly. Well, and I won't go. I won't go abroad on my holidays anymore. No, I can't say it. Uh, well, I'm hoping I, it's a it's a requirement for me to go abroad. Well, I only want to go to one place. <laughs> yeah, so do I, and it's a different place to where you want to go. So that's good. We'll not bump into each other. Oh, well, that's inappropriate clothing. Yeah, speaking of holidays, because of it, I can't. You can't make any plans at this sort of this sort of point in time. We mentioned it last week about Tipex and Tankex because there's a Nightingale Hospital stuck on the site at the moment. Um, but someday then, my YouTube channel is going from strength to strength. I've now got nearly five thousand subscribers somehow, and I did. A, I was out doing a video yesterday morning on a Lotus Carlton estate, um, but I've now got people um, saying, "Do you want to come and do like a feature on my car?" Like do like a video feature because there's not there's not a Vauxhall can magazine or anything anymore. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I says I can come and do that when lockdown lifts and everything. I'm like, where are you, mate? Is it Torquay? I'm like, right, okay. And well, I was thinking, well, maybe if I go on like holiday this year, I I don't think I can really justify driving down to Torquay to do a 15 minute video on a Vectra. <laughs> and you're 30 years too young to go to Torquay on holiday anyway. Am I? I'm 30 years too yeah, young. Where, yeah, it's where all grey-haired brigade go on the coach trips, talking and painting. I said, I just like, I just right. like to go anywhere for a change of, a change of scenery. Right. I think I've been to Torquay once. Can't remember. Bowling. Can't remember. It might have been on a lorry. Might have been something to do. With, might have been something to do with Kingspan. I think. See you in a white cap, playing mm. crown green balls on your holidays down there. Yeah. Having afternoon tea and going to a tea dance with Margaret. Aye, crack on, lad. Oh, it sounds it sounds all right to me. I'll go with Liz because mm-hmm. we needed to mention that. Did, did did anybody see? If you're not on Liz Hurley's Instagram, you know, I recommend you go on and have a look at that. You know, so there was a controversy this week because she'd put pictures on of her wearing like a fur coat and like nothing else. Uh, it was amazing, really. Like it really brightened up my brightened up my day. But then there was a controversy because the newspapers. And we're wondering who had taken the photo, and as it transpired, I think it was her eighty-year-old mother. 
Far it there, Dougal, a good old Lysias. It's far be it for me to suggest the tabloids get their facts muddled, but these pics were in fact taken by my 80-year-old mother. Not entirely sure if that puts minds at rest or not. Somebody no. said, bloody hell, Liz, act your age, one critic wrote on Twitter. Put them away, Liz, great figure, but have some class scolded another. And then Liz responded to the criticism by cheekily tweeting both pictures again on Tuesday. <laughs> Fantastic. Go on. Good old Liz. I wouldn't mind double manning on a overnight Kit. Cumbernauld with Liz. I don't know if she's any good at reversing, but lorries are automatics these days and all that. You know, she would have she would have no problem at all mm. getting to getting to grips with the modern articulated vehicle. Aye. <laughs> so what you got planned out? What, what's the plans for next for next <coughs> week then? More of the same. More ringing round and trying to find some alternative employment for the vehicle. Because mm-hmm. I am seriously wazzed off. So, I don't know, fridges perhaps. I've, um, I've had a natter or two with Daily Fresh and I've had a natter or two with another shipping line out of Felixstowe just because I'm that bored. Yeah, well, why not? You know, you've got to investigate the opportunities mm. that, are, that are out there. Um, there must be... There oh, must be there must be something that's a good about fit the grass for being you. greener over the other side of fence. Well, probably isn't any greener, but um, until you go and have a look, you don't know. Do you? Sometimes a change is as good as a rest, as it is sometimes said. You know, a bit of variety. I mean, everything's nods good. as good as a wink to a blind. Everything's got advantages and disadvantages. I mean, fridge work is clean work because you're just going into RDCs. But then, on the other hand, mm. you have to. Go into RDCs and all that goes goes along with dealing with those lovely places, you know, beacon, yeah, beacons yeah, of beacons but of joy and happiness in the world. The RDC. Just imagine the overall joy of being able to blacken a fridge front with Gertie in her exhaust. I've never blackened anything particularly with her, so I don't think it. Do you think I'll it just would... turn stacks in a little bit so they're blowing against the trailer? Do you think it? Do you think it would do it? Well, I've got mine blowing out to the sides, haven't I? Yeah. But I know, but your engine's pretty clean. Yeah, it's not sure. like the, the, the Caterpillar engine that was in, oh, that, that is it. in mine. <laughs> that filthy, manky thing. No. Your engine is actually clean. Well, going back, Andrew Thorpe had mentioned his ERF EC11 um, was, it was mm-hmm. pretty much doing Euro 5 emission standards. Uh, yeah. And that's a Euro 2. And it just mm. shows you how, how clean and efficient and good those Cummins engines are. Same. Yeah. Exactly, but the caterpillar is, of course, a, emissions a filthy thing. Test were ridiculous. <laughs> but then again, I've said uh, I've said before that that's good, that's good solid carbon coming out that that exhaust, that black smoke, that that the particles are that big that they won't get that deep into your lungs. They'll just get like stuck in your nose as snot. So it's safer. <laughs> so it's actually safer. <laughs> Aye, if you've got your. Uh... Frankly useless mask on for COVID. I've taken I've taken to wearing a snood quite a lot of it. Well, because it's cold outside as well, it's Up just here. a face cover it's a face covering that you've got to wear. Yeah, it's very stylish. Very nice. No, but I like the snood uh, because you can, it's just a I've face got... covering for the shops and things, so you can pull it up over your nose and mouth. Um and it's it's handy yeah. because you're not like rummaging in your pocket for a uh, a horrible a dirty mask that's badly need to get that need to get. You're always wish. rummaging in your pocket for something, yeah. Yeah, but I've I had four uh, masks. I have a Leeds United one from Leeds United, funnily enough. 
had four bloody masks. Like full-on Leeds United I've... mask, and I take mm. great pleasure in wearing that in Barnsley. Do you? Oh, good, you bring Around them. Here. You bring oh, them going to co-op wearing my big Leeds United thing, and, and you see the little shits look at you, and they're about to say something like, hey, mate, you've got some shit on your face, or similar. Mm-hmm. And then they look at me and they think, nah. Nah, that's just Daddy not Bear's going to tear me another one. Not so they don't, uh, Daddy Bear. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Daddy Bear. Daddy Bear. Is that your is that your name in like the fam- in, in the family? Have you all got like nicknames for each other? On Dark Web. No. No, just no. in your house in general. <laughs> just just in your house in general. No. You Daddy Bear. I'm willing to give you this. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is terrible, but I'm, I'm willing to let you have this, everybody, so you can uh, do with it what you will. <clears throat> I am known occasionally in this house as. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. This is bollocks, but it's what it is. You've got to work with what you're given. Maddington Bear. Maddington Bear? I shit you not. Maddington Bear, yeah. <sighs> you can laugh, you wanker. I'm not laughing. I'm well, smiling. I think that's adorable. No. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, it's lovely. Maddington come on, come on. there must be names for, all, names for all of them. Come on, you've got quite a few. So what's, what's the good wife called? Thora Heard. Thora Hard? No, no, it's just me, unfortunately. Um, Thora, I thought Thora Hard was like just kind of like rhyming slang for bird. Oh, aye. check it, check out, check out. No. Thora's over there, as in like Thora Hard's birds. Oh, that could also. No, I've be... come off worse than the nickname front. I'm afraid. Uh, it could also be uh, used for turd, as in like I'm busting for a Thora. Mm. Now you're digging yourself a big hole here, right? You keep going. I'll let her listen to this this week. <laughs> She has no interest in this rubbish, but I'll make her listen to it Thursday night when she's cooking. So, hey, listen, you got to mention I'm this not, week. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not insinuating anything like that. <laughs> Everybody else has escaped. Um, Joe, he's escaped, pretty much. Uh, Daisy's known as Dotty. I'm not sure why, but she's Dotty. Um, and, and we've got Holly Boodles. So there you go. And Lucy, if I tell you, will kill nice. me, so I'm not going to. So it's just Lucy. Oh. How very nice. Yeah, that's nice. That's cosy and comforting to know. I'm warming to them. I have to be honest. I'm warming to them. I think they might be sleeping in the house by this time next year. Lovely. Getting them some shoes and everything. Ah, a shoe. Come on. Yeah, the cock. You only need one. Hop to chapel on a Sunday in your good shoe. (laughs) You could get. Ah, you could get like a. Is it my weekend for the shoe, Dad? Next week, I am just sitting in the house again. We are, I, I don't know I don't know when I'm going to be allowed back in the office again, but I'm just going to be sitting here writing about truck and driver, getting some things done for that. can't see me doing anything much much else. I need to get my Cavalier MOT'd because I've not extended the MOT again. They weirdly extended uh-huh. it for 10 days to the end of January, and now they haven't extended it. So I'm actually going to have to go and get an MOT on it, gutted. Have the publishers put an armed guard on your office door then to stop you getting in or what? Just go. Um, no, I'm definitely not allowed in there for the time being due to the current uh, restrictions in force. Ugh. So it's roll out of bed. I'm, I'm like working late and getting up late. Like I'm so like night shift orientated at the moment, which I knew would happen working from home where I just tip myself out of bed in the morning and then I end up sitting on the computer at 10 o'clock at night working. Ah, such yeah. such are the effects of bloody lockdown. But anyway, right. any other business? I'm afraid not. It's one of those weeks this week when nothing <laughs> of any note has happened to anybody, I don't think. No, well, apart from... I'm just trying to check. 
Here's a news story for you from ITV.com. The majority of lorries travelling from the UK to the EU via Calais and Dunkirk have nothing in them, suggesting that trade has been significantly disrupted since Brexit. According to figures for the week ending 24th January, an average of 3,400 lorries a day travelled from the port of Dover and Eurotunnel to northern France. Two out of three, 65%, were empty. At the beginning of January, the rate was 75%. In the same week, 4,000 lorries travelled in the other direction. The data provided by uh, some French lot shows that HGV traffic in both directions across the English Channel was 30% down on normal flows. There were also issues with customs compliance. At the French border, only 1 in 10 export health certificates, which are now required for consignments of food, including meat and fish, were collect correctly completed. Hmm. So a lot of lorries are leaving the UK uh, leaving the UK to the EU empty. Now I'm guessing that this is going to be our Eastern European type trucks and things that are heading back. I'm um, guessing I say. they've decided that it's not worth the hassle to go and get loads because they're going to get stuck in customs and have to deal with all the all the um, paperwork and <clears throat> and things. Since Christmas, I haven't seen any. It does seem to be that there's less of them running about in the road. Yeah, it's got to a point then, now where, you know, if you see a flip-flop, you notice it and you look at it and you think, ooh, foreigner. Where, I wonder what's... You know, whereas two months ago, you were just it. surrounded by it. Now it's like... Where's ooh, the freight? Ooh. Because the freight must still be a requirement to move the freight. Well... Uh, are trucks... Is, are British trucks moving more freight? Is there lot, less stuff coming in at the there's moment? There's a lot more because unaccompanied coming across already because... It, that Killingham HST terminal is packed. It's absolutely packed. Um, and is this not a good thing for British transport then? Well, it's got to be. It's got to be, ultimately. Um, one night last week, my trailer for home was nowhere to be found, and they put S4 as a location, which isn't a location, it's bollocks. And I drove around like a spanner for an hour. Um, I had to ring up and say, look, I need some help with this. So they looked on Tracker and says, oh, yes, it's near K Compound. Yeah, brilliant. It's not in K Compound, and near K Compound is the sea. So what do I do? Anyway, round and round and round we go. In the end, out of desperation, there's a coal shed where Hargreaves wagons go in and load, and there's some car bays where they fettle up Merc vans that come in in you know company colours and, and this and that. And then there's a big custom shed. So mm. I went in. Oh, lights on, went into Shed 4, drove in. There were 10 trailers, Herringbone, parked inside this shed for no other reason than, apparently, there's nowhere else on dock anywhere to drop a trailer, so they're mm. hidden them in the shed. We are packed. Now, unless everything's on hold for six days and it's just a backlog, uh, I would seriously think that our volumes on uh, Roro stuff on Unaccompanied are going up and up and up because people yeah. aren't going to come over here they're not going to send they're not going to risk sending no. the trucks over to the uk no. because it's too difficult and um self-drive well, waiting every night to go on stenner at seven o'clock it's only 10 you know maybe, sort of maybe 10 or a dozen self-drives waiting to go on boat and on cobble fret boat self-drives maybe two or three that's your lot there's nothing on and quite a few of those are irish boys that come through uh, killing them anyway so mm -hmm. 
Uh, you know, it's, it's, it'd be interesting to see how all this all this pans out, but it's got to be because it, the Brit- British road, like domestic road transport, did was one of the few sectors which did potentially uh, have an opportunity to benefit from um, yeah. Brexit. Whether or not you were in favour favour of it, it was something that mm. um, that that could be worked to the British haulers' advantage. And you've got to think, yeah. well, if if all these lorries are leaving the country empty. What's going on? What's going on with that? Why, why is that? Um, apart from they're just not wanting to go and load the mate- load the stuff. Yeah. because the stuff must still be going out one way or another. I would imagine. Well, it's not going out on us because we're not reloading. In three weeks back, I've done three reloads, and they've all been. Mm, from it's all stuff works. coming in. Mm. Well, they're sending empties back over. Yep, I've been back empty mm. every day now. Usually that would be a cause for celebration, but since Christmas they gave us a pretend pay rise, which is actually a pay oh, yeah. side shift, where <clears throat> you make your money now on reloads, which, you know, fine. For years we've been yeah, doing reloads them. for pittance, but, no, you know, uh, they've moved the payment over to reloads and we've no reloads. Frustrating. So, uh, frustrating. Uh, interesting times. So we'd be interested to hear from listeners and everything if you're involved in any of these sectors of industry if you've noticed any any differences please do get in touch with us through the, the sort of regular regular channels i'd like to go and you know i'll read the um, read correspondence out as it as and when it comes in but i write I it think down that, bring it to me at barnetby truck stop at um at tea time when i'm dealing don't get me a costa that's the best yeah, way to get uh, in touch <clears throat> Barnetby truck stop. That's not one that you've mentioned before. Well, it's not really a truck stop as such. It's it's like a Starbucks stroke garage stroke. Have a crafty half hour type place. It's um yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's where I go for diesel now because they're knocking down garage at, at Immingham, which is going to cause medlam. They're going to they're going to flatten that for five months and build a new one. So that's going to be brilliant. Oh, truck dear. stop. We've already explored what why I've fallen out with truck stop at Ulsby. So now I go for my diesel to Barnetby. Yes. Top. And. Um, Ah. Oh, listen. So what's happening in what's happening in Emmingham? They're what's knocking garage down. They wanted to build the new one next to it. Somebody then, would answer the phone. And no, I'm not answering. It could be her mother. No, that's good. Um, <laughs> they were going to build new one and then flatten the old one, but apparently they can't do that. Blah blah blah. Traffic congestion, etc. So now they're shutting next month. Refinery uh, jet garage, and it's going to be mm. shut for six months so all staff are going to be paid to be away and there's going to be nowhere to get diesel in Immingham apart from that little spot on 180 between Immingham and Stalinborough and great Barnetby Top which has got two pumps and is chronic or Donny North services which is inherently crap because it's a bad design and it's usually two foot deep in diesel and water so oh, great get your diesel at Weatherby or Leeming Bar yeah that's you worth, are, that's worth bearing in mind Killing or seeking fuel. And I'm if you do, a note of that. don't blame me. Get, is, when's the garage getting shut? Next or month. Has it shut? Sometime Next in February, month. it's getting flattened. Yeah. What, what do you do for fuel cards? You got you like got UK fuels or I've got, fuels or whatever. Uh, I've got seven accounts, and really, I'll just play them off on a Friday and Monday and see where we are, and they can be as much as six, seven pence a litre difference from top to bottom. Uh, they're all players. Mm. All this bollocks about our best price this week. Yeah, it's our best price until I don't use it, and then they ring you up Tuesday and go, "Oh, you've not used us." 
well no you're bending me over and then you get the classic well i've just had a quick look and there's been some movement on the crude market and i've just found five pence <laughs> oh really yeah i try and use bp card whenever i can if it's not too far out because it's better diesel but um on the whole it's usually right. key you fuels the, off the best the best yeah. diesel she's a lot quieter on bp well shell as well but i haven't got a shell cab but, um yeah bp she's a lot quieter and i think if i run it for a few tankfuls two or three tankfuls i start to notice maybe a quarter to gallon better on bp than key fuels jollop or or your morrison's sludge and interesting so. that aye it's like i said i'd be interested to hear if anybody else mm. finds um, if they get an improvement from you using different kinds of diesel i know that with the car you've got to watch now they're, they're going to bring in this e10 ethanol petrol mm. which is not going to be suitable for certain cars but i love to i've got um a vectra sitting down in london which i need to get down to which has got a notorious they're notorious this particular model for um, the fuel pump washers going which lets engine oil into the fuel which knackers them and i'm gonna to have to avoid using like supermarket petrol in that car i'm gonna to have to use the good stuff um yeah. to make sure because it's got everybody's petrols blended slightly different isn't it it's the same with diesel yeah. they've got like, additives and vitamins and uh, minerals and things in it that are good for your engine mm. particular I think somebody, a mechanic, I can't remember who it was to be right, but somebody recently told me that BP causes more blockages in filters and that than any other fuel that they know, you know. Uh, right. It's because of all the additives and, and the lubes and this and that they put in it, it blocks up fine filters. I mean, I, I don't know if that's true or not, it might have just been I've anecdotal. Seen I've seen it, I've seen pictures of filters where um, there was... Uh, um, a garage, well, a haulier were saying they were changing their filters twice as often now, and they'd gone and like opened one up and it was all sludged up inside it because they reckoned it was to do with the bio mm. content of it. Well, it's algal um, bloom, isn't it? We get it in tractors. If you park a tractor up for a few months and come and start it, sediment bowl on lift pump is made up mm -hmm. with algae. It's, it's manky, but it's the old problem. End of harvest, you were supposed to stick a 1,000 litres in your combine and brim it so you didn't get condensation in over winter, but now you stick a 1,000 litres in, you've got an algae butlins. But um, <laughs> Miller's, butlins. Miller's oils at Brighouse and various places of that ilk do some good additives for diesel to stop algal bloom. So if you're going to park anything up, classic truck-wise for a season... You want to stick some of that in? Miller's. She'll be right. Additives, aye. I'm going to have to... Miller's oils are brilliant. They're a local firm at Brighouse. Mm -hmm. Some of the yeah, lads heard... that were there, they were ex-David Brown engineer types. Mick Fenton was a, a diesel god, an oil god. He's retired now as Mick, but um, they did some stunning additives. I mean, we got some of their diesel treatment for when we service pickup and fill filter body up with their diesel additive and screw that up and then run her up and the thing went like a rocket for a week or so after you'd serviced it and put their additive in like a bloody rocket it's that's amazing. good no i've heard good things about millers mm. um quality stuff years, aye. Aye. Good stuff aye. there we go aye. so that's a nice plug for millers oils there as well there you go. perfect well on that note I think uh, that concludes our business for this week. I uh, hope you um, have some success in hunting for some alternatives for you Aye. and the Foden. So do I. 
Uh, Foden's yes. going to hospital next Friday unless I suddenly buy something oh. this week, and she goes to. Uh, Oh, she goes into paint shop next Friday because I've got a 5.30 daff on demo for two weeks. So um, she's going to go and have her makeup done. Well, th- said, there you go. That's perfect then. That'll be a good thing to... That'll be the ideal thing to write about for your team trucking driver. Oh, well, yeah. you could, in fact, do do something on the phone before it goes away and then you can do something on that daff as well. That'll be... I'll that'll walk be around all rust holes uh, and stuff. You know, I'll love that last, that last daff, that last daff that we had was... Really fleet spec to the max. So the one that you're getting, the, the one that you're getting this time, should be quite a bit, quite a bit different performance uh, mm. wise. So yeah, that'll be good. Lovely. I didn't mm. kind of believe that's it rolled round already for the food to be going away. I thought it was March. I in my head that it was going to. No, eighth of Feb. She's in. So um, I, I've, I've just got to ring Motors it morning at Huddersfield and make sure that this thing's still coming for a fortnight. Otherwise, I'm well, good like, stuff. Tell them they're getting a nice, they're getting a nice plug and D for it as well. So, and the only thing that's going to stop her getting painted, like I says, if I suddenly decide I'm having a new one this week, which you never know. Anyway, oh, you never know. You eh? never you know. Never, I'm not going to paint it if she's know. going. Mm. It's not going anywhere. Your daughter's not going to allow it. Not happening. When I showed a picture of the other one that's in pipeline, she um, all the loyalties seemed to change immediately. Funny that. Nah, in fact, speaking of the daughter, I can hear a clutch being ridden hard outside in a small uh, Citroen. So that must be them back from the butchers. Yeah. Lovely stuff. What's for dinner? Uh, shoulder of lamb, I hope. Unless the butchers were shut, and then I'm going to sulk. Oh, good stuff. I'll have to go and find out. Well, I can have for dinner as well. Mm. We're not short of good butchers Something in these doesn't... parts, farm shops and what have you, so we're, uh, yeah. we're not have to mess with Something... Tesco's and all the other evil ones. That'll wrap things up for this week. Um, thanks very much for your time, uh, and I shall speak to you again soon. Aye, grand job. All right, man. Laters. Cool. Catch you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.